So once again, um, the reason I decided, I guess, this morning to do just kind of a more informal type of atmosphere as opposed to coming to you preaching from the, uh, from the pulpit, from the church, is I really just wanted to give more of a devotional service and let less of a sermon and more of a devotion, uh, maybe even more than that, just some things for us to think about um, as, we, as we prepare to return to church next week. Um, again, we'll be returning to in-person worship um, on the 21st, starting next Sunday. It'll be the first time we've been together uh, since, since the second week of January. Um, I've lost I've lost track at this point how many times since last March we have uh, we've stopped and started stopped and started and uh, and you guys have hung in there uh, with your church and I'm sure I'm sure that God notices and certainly I notice um, but as we prepare once more to return I just want to give some thoughts some of my personal thoughts I want to give some scriptural thoughts and and I want to give us some things to think about as we look forward and as we move forward. Uh, I want to take a look at a scripture very quickly. It's a scripture that I have preached on before. As a matter of fact, if you, uh, if you recall correctly, uh, I actually preached on this same scripture, a much more, length, a much more lengthier sermon back in September. Um, and it was also sim somewhat similar to what I want to hit on today, but uh, various points were different. Anyway, if you happen to have a Bible, turn over to Acts chapter 2. I want to talk about again what the church is i want to talk about what the church is by definition i want to talk about what our role is not just as individual christians but what is our role as the church as the body of jesus christ specifically we're going to be looking at uh, verses 42 through 47. acts 2 verses 42 through 47 if you have a bible to follow along with me or a or a Bible app on your on your uh, phone that happens to be handy. Make sure, take it out and read along if you will. Again, it's Acts two, verses forty-two through forty-seven. It reads: All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's prayer, the Lord's supper, and also to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions, and they shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. They met in their homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared meals with great joy and great generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And as always, that's the word of God for the people of God. Once more, you probably or may or may not remember that I, that I utilized those scriptures several months ago in a, in, in a sermon that we did, I think both at Oak Grove and Broxton. And during that sermon, we took a look at these scriptures and, what, and we compared what the church looks like in those scriptures to what the church looks like now. And I'm not even talking about specifically our churches, our local churches, Broxton and Oak Grove, just in general. Uh, but certainly the local churches could be included in that. As we read about the early church there in, uh, in the book of Acts, how does the picture that that paints for us uh, how does that compare to what we are currently seeing or what we are experiencing in the church? Uh, 
And those are some questions that we asked several months ago when I first preached on these, uh, on these scriptures. And I asked those again today, and I do want to run the, a couple questions down real quick and point out a couple of things about these scriptures uh, for us all to think about. Number one, we see that the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. And that's very important. It's very important. That it seems like such a small thing when we read that. But it's such an important thing to point out about the early church. They devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. Do we allow ourselves to be discipled? Do we allow ourselves to be under the authority of the church? Do we allow ourselves to be under the authority of Jesus Christ? Do we allow ourselves to be discipled? Do we submit to the authority and to the teachings of the gospel of Jesus of the church universal? Secondly, we talked about the, the crazy, crazy generosity that we see here in these scriptures. Uh, the fact that they, it says they sold their possessions. So a lot of times, it says, I think it says that they sold everything they had and that they shared, they shared property in common. This speaks of the great, great generosity and, uh, and hospitality, really, that you see here in, this early, in the early church. Again, if you'll, go to, uh, if you'll go to the end of Acts 4, you see a very, very similar uh, picture being painted of the great generosity of these early disciples and these early churches. Uh, how are we experiencing that today? Are we doing that today? Are we seeing that today? Something else that we notice in these scriptures is that the early church met every day. Uh, and here's the big thing. I don't expect us to meet every day. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think any church does that anymore. But besides the fact that they met every day, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. Scripture says they met every day with glad and sincere hearts. They met with glad and sincere hearts. It says that they, they loved each other so much, they enjoyed the company of one another so much that they ate in their homes together. They, uh, they, they partook of the Lord's Supper in their homes together. Um, and it was all about community. The early church was all about community. If you can bring it down to one word, that church, that assembly, by the way, the Greek word for that is ecclesia, and it means assembly. It means the assembly of the people, the gathering of the people, uh, the community of the people of Jesus Christ. That's, that's the Greek definition there that we find uh, for church. And that's the spirit that they had. That's the spirit that we read about, this very generous church, this, very, this church that was devoted to learning, this church that was devoted to, to outrageous and, and, and crazy generosity. And so those are the questions that we posed ourselves back in September, and those are some of the questions that, we, uh, that I pose now, as we, that I pose to you now, particularly to our local folks in Broxton and our local folks at Oak Grove, as we prepare to return to church again once more in person uh, starting next week. And this is the message that I have for you. This is the word that I have for you. Come back to church, but don't just come back to church. Don't just come back to Sunday morning worship only. Get involved with the church. Get involved with the assembly. Get involved with the gathering. Get involved with the community of church. Get excited about church. Get excited about Jesus. Get excited about God. Get excited about discipleship. Let us become a church that is described in the book of Acts. Let us become that church that is called to be not just a gathering on Sunday morning, but is truly called to be a church on mission, a church that is called to love one another, a church that is called 
to love its community, a church that is called to go out and, and be the church for non-believers, be the church for believers, be the gospel in our communities. That is what the church is, and that's what I am encouraging and, and, and during this moment as, again, we return, as we prepare to return for what I hope is the final time of, uh, of disruption um, in our churches. Prepare your hearts. Ask yourselves these questions that we're asking ourselves this morning. Now, if you have safety concerns about coming back to church, I completely understand and I completely, I, I completely grasp that. And I want to, to know that we will continue to, uh, to uh, invoke and we'll continue to apply all, this, all of the safety measures that we have been so far. We will continue to practice social distancing. We will continue to recommend that you wear masks. We will continue to provide masks if you don't have them. We will continue to provide hand sanitizer. Should the need arise, and I hope the need does arise, should the need arise, we have ample space. We have extra space in our social hall, and through, and through some efforts that we've done over the last few months, we have the ability to broadcast our service into the social hall. There's nothing more I would love to see on a Sunday morning than, than for our sanctuary to be overflowing so much to the point that we're having to put people back into our social hall to worship God. Again, this is my encouragement as we go back, is to come back to church. Not just to come back, but to get involved, get moving, and to get on mission. I want you to think back prior to the pandemic. If you're part of Broxton, particularly if you're part of Broxton, I want you to think back prior to last March. I want you to think back to what we were, were experiencing at Broxton United Methodist. I don't think there's anybody in our congregation, I don't think there's anybody who regularly attended our Sunday morning worship services that could deny the fact that the power of the Holy Spirit was very much present within our services during those times prior to the pandemic. When you walk, I've heard numerous people tell me that when you walked into our church, you could, you could almost feel the very presence of God, that there was an awareness and that there was a, there was a sensitivity to what God was doing within our church. I'm asking church that we not lose that. I'm asking church that we don't allow this last 10 to 11 months to disrupt what God was doing and I believe will continue to do and I believe wants to continue to do within our churches. It's very tempting. It's very tempting because of what's been going on, because of our experiences this last year. It's very tempting to get apathetic in this moment. It's very tempting to stay home. It's very tempting not to get involved. It's very tempting to, to, uh, to forget the importance of being part of a community. It's very tempting to, to forget the importance of being disciples and living lives as disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus has not changed since we have left, since we have been disrupted uh, over the last year. Jesus hasn't changed, and I assure you the Holy Spirit has not left us. That, again, is my word. Let's don't stop. Let's don't forget where we were just because we've been disrupted for a few months. Let's rebuild on what was started. Let's re rebuild on that vibrancy that all of us experience at Broxton and Oak Grove. Let's, let's return and let's rebuild that excitement that we had for God. 
and let's get outside of our church. Let's get outside of our church and let's do some real outreach. Those, there are multiple areas where we could be getting involved in our community. There are multiple areas where we could be expanding in the ministries of our church. Our church doesn't just need to be Sunday mornings. We need to focus on outreach. We need to focus on our local community. We need to identify the needs of our local community. And as the Church of Jesus Christ, we go out and we serve the physical needs in our community. We go out and serve the spiritual needs of our community. Let's start thinking about restarting our learning opportunities at church, whether it's Sunday school or whether it's some other, some other uh, resource or source. Let's not stop these things. Let, let's get these things restarted. Let's, let's be reinvigorated for, for learning about Christ, for learning about Scripture, learning about the church. Let's get in, in, reinvigorated about our life groups. Uh, we, have, we have run these a little bit um, over, off and on over the last year, and they are absolutely wonderful experiences. Anybody who has attended will tell you that, I believe. Get involved in a life group on Wednesday night that we have over here at the Parsonage. Start your own life group. Start your own discipleship group within the church if you want to. But let's not let our ministries falter. Let's not fail the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and let's not fail our church. Let's not fail our community. Let's not allow ourselves to die because we have been set back just a little bit. My cat. <laughs> and that's the word that I, want to, that I want to give to you this morning. Not a word of discouragement, but a word of encouragement. The Holy Spirit has not stopped moving at Broxton. The Holy Spirit has not removed himself from Broxton. He is very much present. He is very much calling us to be the church, to be the community of Jesus Christ. Think about these questions. Uh, go back and reread re, re these scriptures from the book of Acts. And as we, again, as we prepare to return to church next week, let's come with new hearts. Let's come with reinvigorated hearts. Let's come with hearts that are willing and ready to worship. And let's come with hearts that are willing and ready, prepared to serve God's kingdom in whatever manner we can. Pray with me if you will. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for, for persevering us through these last number of months. God, we, we have concerns, we have worries regarding our churches, but we know that you're in charge. We know that you have not left the building, so to speak. God, I ask that you would open our minds, that you would open up our hearts, that you would give us vision for our churches, that you would give us visions for your kingdom. Help us, God, to know, help us to understand, and help us to live out whatever it is you need and want for us to do in our local churches and in our communities. We pray all of this in the precious name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.